Get cheap shoes. Yes, if we're wearing them through. through. <laughs> yeah, what I was saying earlier, though, is if you're not scared, uh, something's wrong. I'm excited, but I'm mostly scared, mm-hmm. but I'm also excited. <laughs> yeah, man. The unknown is super, super scary. But um, it's like, like we've talked about before, too. It's healthy for you to do stuff like this because just because you're moving to Seattle doesn't mean you're never going to be able to move back to Texas. It's like. Right. Dude, yeah. A year out of your life, like it feels like a lot, but it's not really in the grand scheme of things. And it's like, go explore, man. There's so many people who don't leave their little bubbles and their, you know, their safe zones and their havens. And then they don't experience new things and a new, I mean, everything's going to be different. Like the exciting, like I remember talking to my stepdad about moving to Southern California and like, he, he called out all the little things that I was actually excited about. Like, dude, finding your new grocery store. Like, <laughs> finding your favorite grocery store. Finding your favorite coffee shop. Finding your favorite music venue. Finding, you know, like, your favorite park to go to. Like, who knows? Maybe you'll get a fucking dog. You know, maybe you'll meet someone. Maybe you'll start dating someone. It's like, there's so many possibilities. Um, yeah. And the possibilities are, are pretty much endless when you move to a whole new state a whole new city and something like that like when you when you i feel like when you grow up somewhere and you stay there i mean we've all known people that have you know graduated high school and never left high school basically yeah me (laughs) you know you're about to break out of that cycle man yeah i think yeah i think it's very exciting i'm super excited for you yeah i'm i'm totally open to whatever's gonna happen over there you know and i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best to, to stay on my feet uh, but you already got a job, right? Ah, <laughs> I, whatever you consider a job. Well, it's been really hard transferring. Uh, That's but weird. you know, it's not very fun or a funny, and it will take a long time to explain. So I, you know, <laughs> we could just move past that. More like Shamazon. Oh, dude. Oh, dude. Did you hear that? Did you hear what I said? Joke landed. More like Shamazon. No, I heard. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I get to edit these episodes, so. Okay. Well. I'm going to edit in a whole crowd laughter. <laughs> I've been telling you I want us to become a, a morning radio show. I mean, yeah. If you as could, soon as possible. If we can make the transition, just like start adding in audience laughter after our jokes. Yeah. You know. Uh, I mean, it's like Big Bang Theory and, and all those shitty sitcoms. It's like people don't know when to laugh unless the audience laughs on TV. So Right, right. And then... You know, and also put like some like, aww, or aww, mm-hmm. you know, for the touching moments. Or you know? like when we start getting kind of hot and heavy, and we're like, ooh. ooh. Oh, yeah. You got to oh, have yeah. at least one moment of that per ep. I mean, that'll just come naturally. <laughs> we were talking about like it on we the last episode. It's like we have that will they, won't they energy. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like uh, we're both offended that our, that our listeners haven't made uh, any fanfic, erotic fanfiction about us, so. I, it's just like I feel so alone in this empty house and I feel so alone um, in this fandom where I'm the only one making fanfics. I'm the only one right. making fan art. Oh, 
<laughs> yeah, see, see, that's where you would put it. Because <laughs> it's sad that I'm the only one doing that. Yeah, it's sad, but I think being sad is pretty hot. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and then in comes Jerry. Hey, you guys heard about that new Illuminati Hotties album? What's the deal with What's Up Buddies? And welcome to another episode of Earbuds, the podcast where two buds talk about one album for uh, one minute. We have one minute to do this. Uh oh. (laughs) So let's get into this. We we got to get through it fast. Your name, my name is Lucas Tetra Pre eighty Indrakovs. Your name is Brett, uh, decapitated Wolfhead Hanrahan. Okay. And that's all I see in the background right now. That's all I can picture. In your that's all you see video. in my in my heart as yeah. well. <laughs> your heart is it's just a decapitated wolf's head. Yeah. That you just ugh, I don't want to get too into it. That we can get really dark with this, but you know we're the pod couple, the odd couple, the odd pod, the pod odds. It's yeah. we're all over the place, um, but it's really kind of a grab bag. It's of kind what, of whatever what we're want. feeling today. Like we're very like podcast fluid. Yeah, and you know, like it's usually very podcast heavy, but it can also be other things. Yeah, know? I mean, this doesn't have to be a podcast. This could be a, a recipe book. It could be a wrestling show. Oh, I would love that. It, you know, <laughs> so do you have a wrestler name? Oh man, I've been working on it for a long time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> With that haircut now, you need a, a good wrestler name. I, you know, I haven't, I haven't come up. I've come up with more of my personality and backstory. Sure. Uh, I haven't come up with an actual name yet. Uh, but I'd obviously be a heel, right? And yeah, the heel's always more fun. Yep. I, I just want to be extremely confident. I want to win next to no matches. Yeah, be, like, undeservingly confident. But then, one year, one year I want to win every single match except against one, like, D-rank wrestler that nobody knows. And, like, every time I fight that D-rank wrestler, I can never win. You know that's, like, horrible for your career, right? That's what I want. That's, like, Goldberg's, like, winning streak, and then he gets beat (laughs) by, you know, Juventud Guerrero or whatever. That's exactly what I want. (laughs) Yes, you're explaining it perfectly. All right, all right. I I can dig it. Um, Before we get into that, I mean, obviously, I'm Dominican Dragon. That's my my wrestler name. Okay, yeah. You know. um, I was going to ask. Yeah. I am super interested to hear what you thought about the album that we're talking about today, which is called Let Me Do One More. By the Illuminati Hotties. You know great what? That fucking, is great band name. First of it's all, it's so weird that you say that because I'm curious as to what you think of this what? album. Yeah. Come on, Brett. This isn't I mean, about me. This is about you. I mean, yeah, like we all know that. Uh, <laughs> but I thought for once I'd kind of like share the spotlight with you. You can like right. dip your toe in a little bit. All right, all right. Yeah, I appreciate the camaraderie. Um, yeah. yeah, man, I, you know, I came into this record having only heard one song, which is the first song on the record, Pool Hopping. Pool Hopping. Window Shopping. Yeah. Uh, and I love that song, and it is the only song on the record that sounds like that. Yeah, for the most, like, it's so extremely poppy. Um, it's like some, uh, you know, we keep bringing up some 41, but it's very some 41-ish. 
that that doom countdown down down get down I don't yeah I don't even know if like maybe like SR71 yeah some some like kind like of the, uh the most, Walmart pop punk yeah the most pop punk, <laughs> yeah. the most pop version of punk that you can get absolutely uh and I found I found on the bandcamp uh they label themselves as uh Ah, uh, god dang it! What was it? I keep forgetting every single time. Oh, it's on their uh, it's on their Spotify too, and I thought it was perf- a perfect description. It's uh, tender punk. Tender punk. I think that's yeah. so perfect as yeah, a perfect it, description. Like, it made everything click. Like, oh, that's what you're doing on like this whole record, right? Because it it uh, it is it has this the punk underbelly, right? There's a lot of like snark. And brattiness on the whole right. record, yeah. But uh, it's also like this underlying sadness to the whole thing too. And and um, she, man, I love Sarah Tuds- Tudzin's voice. I don't know how to pronounce her name, her last uh, name, but yeah, it's Sarah Tudzin. Tudzin or Tujin, maybe Tujin. Um, it's not like a classically good singer's voice, you know. But it's so snotty and like bratty, and it's perfect for this music for the for the most part. It it sounds like a like a snotty eight year old, yeah, nearly. You know, like on Joni, uh, what was it like? Uh, what's great? Yeah, Joni the health goth. Yeah, LA's number one health goth. Yeah, I, I love when she's. It's I was talking about it with Christina. It sounds like on a lot of songs she's almost like, especially on Joni. It's almost, it sounds like she's almost pointing at you and laughing at you. Like, <laughs> and I love like, I bet she never looks your way. I bet she never cared about you. Right. And I just, I love that energy that she has where it's, it's very, very snarky, but you can tell that it's not, it's like on the parts that are kind of happy or more upbeat, it seems to be happy be, like because of other persons to someone else's detriment almost <laughs> as like she has, she's getting so much pleasure from someone having like a bad day. Or something. I'm just like, well, that's not healthy. It's not healthy happiness. But there right. is like a little bit a of happiness, like that. nonetheless. I guess. Yeah, there is that teenage kind of angst throughout the whole thing, and, and very snotty. And I and I like I like that part of her her voice and her delivery. Yeah, and you know there are a lot of moments where you can see that she's just having a lot of fun with it. She's yeah. kind of goofy. She'll do these different little voices, mm-hmm. uh, like through the entirety of uh, one song. Where she kind of sounds like a Bob Dylan, a bad Bob Dylan impersonator, like on Kickflip. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> Kickflip was was an interesting one. I'm, I like the melody a lot, um, yeah. and it doesn't it doesn't sound like the melody should work on the song, but it totally yeah. does. No, I love it. Yeah, yeah it's I totally love the line weird. where she says, "I slam a topo chico." I slam a topo chico. Yeah, it's it. it does, she does have a lot of fun. Like, there's a lot of humor in her lyrics and her delivery, and like a lot of wit. And a slight edge to her, to her lyrics, you know? But yeah. like we said, that underlying kind of sadness, which it makes it really relatable. Like everyone has good days and bad days. And a lot of people like struggle with those emotions. Like even when they want to feel happy, sometimes it's hard to yeah. feel happy. And it seems like she feels happy when she's sort of laughing and pointing at you. So, <laughs> it, you know, it's like it, you, you have those moments of, of uh, levity and kind of like, haha, we're having fun. But it's also like we're having fun by like TPing someone's house. <laughs> that's kind of the vibe i get she's she's a she she's this weird in between of like a punk and a pop star yeah know? for sure because there there's a lot of punk on this record like a lot of pop punk 
Um, but I would say this is a lot more of an indie rock record than a than a punk pop punk record. Sure. Yeah. But this, but this band is featured on so many punk playlists. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's just kind of hard because they have a very, they kind of have a surprisingly large discography that I haven't looked into. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know what their last stuff was, but this this album has a lot of variety in its in its kind of moods and genres. Not so much in the instruments or anything. No, uh, it's it's pretty classic guitar, uh, bass and drums. Yeah. Um, and you know, before we get further in the album, I do want to bring your, to your attention. I don't know if you like how much you looked into this, hmm. but, uh, Sarah Tudson is like an engineer, mixer, audio producer. Like, oh, she's it, just a little like prodigy. Yeah. I think this oh, wow. band was just a means of like showing people her production skills. Like the first album was, was just made for that. And she's been really She's been like she works with Wayes Blood, or Way Wayes. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. No, I never heard of that. Uh, and Tim Heidecker. Oh, uh, you'll recognize interesting. From Tim and Eric. He released yeah. the odd album in 2020, and she was an engineer on it. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, and so I I couldn't find any specific credits for this album aside from her being a producer i think but Mm -hmm. i think it might be safe to say that she did like all the audio work on this thing and it's pretty i would say it's really well produced yeah there's a lot of you know there's a lot of intricacies and and kind of like subtle layers that you don't notice on a first listen uh mainly to do with like a second guitar you know um but yeah i like their i can't confirm because i couldn't find any credits on the record but i feel like there's some synth on this uh album kind of peppered sprinkled throughout and i really if that is a synth i really liked how they used it because um it's it's very subtle and it seems like it was used just as almost like a textural add-on to something like there was nothing ever really like took the her her voice was front and center the whole time and the music just seems like it's there to support her voice (laughs) <laughs> that's um, true yeah and I, I like how it seemed like it was all built around her you know and <clears throat> i think it was really cool like you know her i think the production is really great that's really interesting i didn't know that this was almost like an exercise for her um, yeah it's, but it makes I mean, sense it's... with the lyrics too kind of makes sense when you think about it that way too because the lyrics are like i like all the lyrics um but they seem almost slightly stream of consciousness at times right yeah i it definitely sounds kind of like she went into her like lyric diary and just picked out lines that almost had to do with each other and i found looking through the lyrics that i didn't understand the individual lines as well as those lines made me understand the vibe of the song right yeah i think that's kind of what it was it was it was more it just gave you like a feeling the whole time like they're not telling a story so it kind of just feels like a collection of emotions that she's trying yeah. to express you know um and that's where the humor and the wit and like that little like kind of you know razor's edge that she can have sometimes comes through but you know lyrics are usually really important to me and even though these lyrics didn't really connect with me or um i don't there were there were a few lines that i liked just because i thought they were funny but there weren't any lines that I was like, ooh, man, wow, that's a really good combination of words. 
you know? Sure. And that's that's kind of what I glob onto a lot of times, but I still enjoyed it. I think U uh, UVVP had some of my favorite lyrics on the whole on the whole album, mm. and it seemed very kind of very stream of consciousness. I didn't know what she was talking about, but she's saying like <laughs> uh, abbreviate when you're running late. I found that shortening the phrase can save you hours in the day. <laughs> so I'll stay on my toes telling, you know, like it's just, it's very like every time I hear a song, I think about you dancing. Every time I meet someone, I fall in love, but I don't want to hide you. I don't want to hide. I don't want to hide. You know, it's just like, it's, it's very, I don't know what the hell she's talking about, but I love the lyrics and, and they, they seem to work despite not really painting a picture or telling me anything. Yeah, right. Yeah, it it's. It, I think the sum is greater than the. Uh, what is it like the? I you dude, know. you're asking the last person that you should be asking that. Like Christina has been trying to teach me that phrase for five years. <laughs> and the I'm whole not, is bigger the whole, than the sum of its parts. I think or that's something. it. The whole is greater than the sum of its parts. But, but the sum I, of its parts I, is I'm the probably whole. still wrong. Okay, she gave me a thumbs up. I think we're good. <laughs> I think, okay. I think that's the first time I've ever gotten that phrase right. Uh, debatable. Debatable, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> leave, a, <laughs> leave a comment, everyone. Uh, but, yeah, you know, like, going back to the the overall, like, music on this record, I was, because of pool hopping, that pool hopping, yeah. uh, I was expecting very fun bubblegum pop punk. And that's not really what you get on this record. Uh, I would say there's like a lot of '90s revival sounding stuff, a lot of kind of grungy like Need, and you know even though it's 37, 37 seconds long, toasting like toasting sounds like a, a thirty-seven <laughs> second Weezer song. Um, but there's also like some '50s kind of stuff in here, like UVVP has that kind of '50s that da 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 you know just very like. I don't want to say doo-wop, but, you know, what you would consider, like, 50s pop music. Right, yeah. And, so it was uh, kind of all over the place. Yeah, and, it, like, I feel like I could nail down a couple, like, bands that these guys kind of sound like, but I haven't heard a band, like, with this type of variety in, it, in right. a single album. So yeah. it's kind of hard to, like, put them in a corner. But it I would is say like, most bands that are related to Illuminati Hotties probably for, fall under more of the bubblegum pop, pop punk um, banner than anything else. Right. Yeah. Like I would say Charlie Bliss is probably one of the most related artists I can think of. But even then, they're very like these guys are a mix of Charlie Bliss and Bully and Laura Stevenson and some of these other awesome bands that are, are kind of doing this like throwback grunge music. Yeah. But are ballsy enough to like mix in other stuff like Illuminati hotties on this record. <laughs> yeah. And because like it, it, you go in expecting pull hopping. Uh, and then a lot of the album is like kind of somber, bittersweet with rock yeah. tinge. Uh, and they do bring it back on like cheap shoes and kind of kind of need a little bit. Yeah, I think they did a really great job of breaking up the slow and the fast songs. Like, the more energetic songs and the more chill songs. They almost went back and forth between the two. Yeah, right. Which I can appreciate to a certain extent, because um, there there doesn't ever really seem like there's a lull on the record where it's like, oh man, we've had 
two or three slow songs. Like when are we getting some some energy back? Right. Uh, but I, I feel like there were some songs that didn't really grab me very much, and and those I had a couple flyover tracks on this. Yeah, I yeah I could say I had a couple as well. I think uh, <laughs> as weird and interesting as it is, I think the second song doesn't oh, really grab me so much. That is one of my I hate that main riff so much. Like it sounds like Primus. It must have been that they like made pool hopping and they're like, okay, we need to do something to like muck this up. We need to do something to absolutely counteract that last song. Yeah. So just make like the worst riff you can think of. Yeah. And I can't imagine a worse song to follow pool hopping that is so fun and catchy and major. And then you go into this like, ugh, just, I don't know who else to, to compare it to, but Primus. That it's just this <laughs> ugly, really uncomfortable riff to listen to. But then I love that chorus. Right. And so, like, maybe that's part of it is that they were like, let's make an ugly verse into, like, a really catchy, like, fun chorus. Yeah. That you go from. Sing along to. Ugh, you go from this, like, the, this horrible, like, painful riff to listen to to, like, which it's can't, it can't be catchier. Only after, like, my fifth listen did I realize, like, the title of the song is the chorus. Yeah. 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 This (laughs) album, for sure, had benefited from me having to listen to it multiple times. Yeah, for sure. When when I first listened to it, I thought it was, like, a couple standout tracks and the rest was kind of singer-songwriter. Kind of boring. Indie. But the more I got into it, the more I understood the little in, in, in tri- I don't know why I can't say that word right now intricacies you, there you go um and that like it's not all just some singer songwriter with an acoustic just saying whatever yeah I w- yeah I mean even though a lot of these songs grew on me because like like you were saying you know oh oh yeah yeah or whatever the second track yeah didn't like it I didn't like need. I didn't like threatening each other, RE capitalism, but then like UVVP came up and then I hated, I don't, Protector is my least favorite song on the record, number six. It, it might be the most like, uh, without substance song on, so on here. So quiet and boring. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it kind of, man, I, I was f- fairly disappointed after the first time I listened to this. And then my second run through, I started understanding a little bit more. And then by, you know, the subsequent times after that, I was like, okay, I like this. Like, even on the slow songs that I hated at first, I, the music really grew on me. Right. And like me and Christina were talking about it where she was saying that she would like the, 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 this music more if Sarah's voice wasn't like so bratty and snotty and kind of like, you know, like kind of like nasally and high pitched. But then I was like, but that like adds so much to the attitude and to the vibe of the songs. And then she started hearing the slower songs and she was like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I hear what you mean now. Where it's like where when Sarah gets a little quieter, again, yeah. it grew on me. But the first times I heard it, I was just like, wow, this is boring as hell. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, that bratty voice in the faster songs are the band. That You can't that is... ask to like have less of that because that's what the band is. Yeah, that's what I'm here for. For sure. Uh, but then those slower songs, she brings out her pretty voice, right? The very soft, almost whispery. 
yeah. like on Protector or The Sway. Um, but it, it yeah. can get a little boring, you know? But it, it grew on me for The Sway, but Protector just never grew on me. I think that song is so fucking boring. Yeah, it's... I think I think starting off with, like, the only two songs that have, like, riffs yeah. was kind of a misleading idea. It was. Because, like, every song after that, it's basically, like, chords or bar chords uh, from right. the sound of it with some lead guitar stuff in the background that you know adds a lot but i love it, the the riff on Joni. that super simple riff in the choruses <laughs> it's like it, it's I, it's i think it was the next to pool hopping it was probably the most punkish song on the record the kind of burner yeah like i was just like oh that's that's great and i love like on UVVP, the little slide guitar stuff that they were doing at the end was just yeah, very the, unexpected. It's like kind of got a weird country vibe. Yeah. I don't like the guy talking. I don't like the whole narration thing. I mean, I don't know what that's all about, but whatever. I'll get I, over it. I, I I see what they're going for. They're going for that, you know, 50s, early 60s kind of like, and then he, you know, went up the mountain and shot a mountain lion. <laughs> brought it down Sat to his wife. Sat by the fire. Yeah, exactly. Baby, uh, I knew it was gonna be you. I, I think Cheap Shoes had a pretty good, like, cool guitar lick in it. Um, but I just, I can't believe, honestly, that the the Metacritic rating of this album is like really fucking good. You know what? Yeah, it's all like eight eight plus, and yeah, an eighty seven eighty seven average Metacritic rating, which is really really good. That's almost critical acclaim. I actually listened to Anthony Fantano's review of the album and he gave it an eight, which is like, you know, like (laughs) I found albums we review and I listened to his episodes were like completely on the opposite side of everything. Because he is a classic music critic where he listens to so much music. He's just desperate for something that sounds different. You know, I mean, he's he's about heard it all. He's about hurt at all. So when he but then hears he something gave this that album, surprises him. He gave this album an eight. Yeah, that's what I mean. Right? Like this so this like, album kind of surprises you. Uh and honestly, like, I don't think I'm gonna I'm not gonna personally put it that high. No. And I didn't think other people were gonna put it that high, but I you know, I'm glad. It's I I hope the best. I it seems like this is a good <laughs> kicking off point You're for like, Illuminati hey, Hotties. To Illuminati Hotties, you know. Because you know, it seems like this is one of the lesser known bands that we've probably done a, a review of right yeah i mean you know pool hopping has almost a million plays on spotify alone um but yeah they have like a quarter of a million monthly listeners a month so they're they're playing probably 500 you know 500 seat venues right now 700 mm. seat venues like and probably selling them out so they're 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 gonna blow up if their next album is is you know considered very good by by critics i bet they're gonna blow up on just one more record is all they need yeah, um, but it's crazy you know, to me. This got an eighty-seven Metacritic, and some nights got sixty by fun. Really? So that's where I'm just like, you know what? How many times have me and you completely disagreed with the critics? <laughs> it seems it seems more often than not. Yeah, I mean, the honestly. only reason this album made it on this podcast is because I looked up best albums of 2021, and this was on several lists of best albums of 2021. And then I heard Pool Hop, and I was just like, oh wow, that's interesting. This is so poppy and. And bubblegum, I'm surprised the critics like it. And then I started listening to the rest. I'm like, God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> ah, well. You but know, then it grew what are you gonna me. do? 
It definitely grew on me. It's there's, I have several honorable mentions on this record. Well, let's get into it, man. Uh, yeah. I have I have a couple honorable mentions as well. What's uh, uh, what are what are some of yours, man? Because I bet we matched on most of them. Well, my first one uh, is kickflip, which I thought like it took some getting used to, but when I got used to it, I really liked it. Right. <laughs> Just the way she delivers all those lines. Uh, yeah, that. It's like, this should annoy the hell out of me, but it did grow on me. Uh, and threatening each other, recapitalism was a very, very close uh, choice nug. Really? No, neither of those made it onto my honorable mentions. Well, what are on your honorable mentions, huh? Well, what did you like so much about about uh threatening each other uh you know at first i didn't think much about it but i like the kind of back and forth with the band where they kind of come in and she says you know the The corner store is selling spit yeah yeah that's very catchy i like how you know, it seems kind of like intimate, but not so uh, personal, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I love her delivery on the whole song. And I think it's just cool whenever the band comes in, I guess. <laughs> it's a good melody. I don't know how many songs, though, I enjoy where the drums are literally going. Like, for most of the song, I'm like, holy shit. They can't all be bangers. Yeah, it's just kind of, man, there's no energy on this song at all um but i really i I disagree completely interesting interesting i i I like the lyrics though and and her melodies are are really really catchy yeah when she starts going the corner store is selling spit bottled up for profit yeah it's super catchy and i love the lines uh (laughs) but even on the good trees i feel like i'm dying so i tried e-weed Any mention yeah. of weed is gonna get a, a little, tip of the cap a little, uh, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm a simple man. A little earbuds bump. I'm a simple man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what was your first choice, Nug? It is time. It is time. It is time for choice nugs. It is time. It is time. It is time for choice nugs. Uh, well, my first choice nug was. Pool hopping. Hey, window shopping. See, it's, uh, that's my first choice nug, too. I I, I assumed. It's, what are you going to do? Before you brought this album onto the podcast, I heard this song like four or five times on KEXP. Oh, okay. Uh, that's a local like, station in, in Austin? It's in Seattle. Oh, it's in Seattle. Yeah. And oh, you, KEXP like, are the ones that do the live and studio shows, too. Like, King yeah. Gizzard has gotten a bunch of them. They've had they've had just about everyone that Dude, plays music. Shout out to KEXP. They have the best live in studio performances of, that I've seen of any radio station. Yeah, and, and so they let my, them go off for like an hour. <laughs> my friend Lily found a way to get the radio station on her phone, and mm-hmm. so they were playing this song like on loop like every day. Yeah, uh, and That's I so thought good. I thought I'd get sick of it by now, but it's so bubblegum and it's so poppy and like ridiculously happy and like last last episode you 
mentioned being like offensively catchy yes you know and that's exactly what this song is dude yeah when that chorus kicks in and the drums are doing like like all the little sn- like the rim hits to kind of right. like break up the music a little bit and then the second half of the chorus kind of busts out and this is one where that synth really stands out to me and just fits so perfectly right. and a, a surprisingly good bass line through like the verses just you have that classic you know not even pop punk it's almost post punk at this point just kind of really understated drums and just that driving beat and i would just call it pop i would just call it pop yeah for sure her voice is just so bubblegum on this song and it does not prepare you for the rest of the album at all especially the next song it's yeah, it sucks, right? Because this is such a great song, but it's like the fact that it's the opener and it's probably my favorite on the record bums me out. Yeah, it's kind of like on on Butterfly Three Thousand One when like my favorite song ended up being the one that I'd heard two weeks before the album came out. It's like <laughs> God damn it! Like you all put out your best thing like right up front, and then everything else it's just a, a downhill well, slope from there. That's that's just the music business, baby. Yeah, I mean. You know, there's a reason why this is a single and it's number one on the album, but I think it's I think that was a mistake. This song the song should have been mixed in. They should have opened up with something else. Like I don't even know what cheap <laughs> shoes or something. I don't know. Well, it's funny you mentioned cheap shoes. Oh, that's your second one. That's my second nug. Yeah, it's an honorable mention for me. It was really close uh, between threatening each other, but. You know, whenever I hear this song, I just smile. You yeah. know, it's got that same kind of bubblegum pop feel to it. I did not think I would like these songs this much. Yeah, uh, I was so curious to hear what you were th- what you think about this. Because I sent, I suggested this album having only heard pool hopping. So when I started listening through it, I was just like, oh man, like geez. Brett's gonna fucking hate this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to say I didn't like the other like toned down songs i i actually really did like those songs uh, yeah but they grew on me you know what i can't deny myself that i like the two poppiest songs on the record i love cheap shoes I, and that's that guitar lick i was talking about that it's like so classic i don't know what i think you know it, dude so many things just sound 90s to me uh, and this is that. This is one of them. This song sounds so '90s to me, man. And it's uh, like, yeah, it's it's a very well written song. They do the the perfect like verses all are palm muted, a little quieter. Chorus opens up, then everything opens up. The hi hat and the guitars, and it starts getting like more jangly and yeah. and louder. And I would say it's probably one of the most one of the more energetic songs on the record too. Just that consistent driving beat. Right, for sure. It's fun, man. It just and doesn't just have another a good... another crazy catchy chorus. Yeah, even if it's in like even when it's in like an odd time that, uh, signature. Dude, we were that was the this is the one song that we were singing when we were getting ready to to start recording the episode. <laughs> How many times did we sing? Get cheap cheese because you'll be winning through. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's not a coincidence, but I, it sucks because. Uh, you know, I'm a sucker for a good bridge, and there's not one good bridge on this <laughs> on this record, you don't including like the, on Cheap Shoes. You don't like the weird, no. fritzy guitar bridge no. at all? Man, I love that. Oh, good. 
<laughs> that's that's your Mars Volta. Oh, good for you. Yeah, that's your uh, Mars Volta coming through. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, what's your honorable mentions slash second nug, sir? Yeah. So my first nug was pool hopping. I mean, I think that's a clear clear winner right there. Um, right. But I liked uh, 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 that you despite yeah 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 really. Yeah. D- yes, despite how ha- I fucking hate that main riff. You could but... have picked a song you like the entirety of. No, you know? because that chorus is just so good, and that actually like the the bridge of of that track is probably my favorite one on the record, even though I don't think it's very good. But it's pretty different. But that one eighty, that one eighty turn to where I'm just like sitting there being like, "Wow, I can't hate this any more than I already do." And then it one eighties and gives me like the the. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, uh. I'm like okay, that's that's just so cool. Like I love that they like took me through that that ride. It's like um, they're just it, they got you in a chokehold. Yeah, and they only let you breathe when the chorus comes in. Exactly, and it's it's that that kind of like battered wife syndrome where I'm like I love those moments that I I enjoy and I put up with the moments that they're they're abusing me <laughs> with their horrible riffs. Uh, but need I liked a lot. I thought it was super 90s. Um, right. I love. I really like UVVP a lot. It's it's my favorite lyrics on the album. It has like a slightly fifties vibe to it, which I like. Um, I'm not a big fan of the talking parts, like in the bridge. Like I said, the bridges are real fucking lacking on this album for me. But I love that slide guitar. That was completely unexpected. Uh, and then cheap shoes and the sway. The sway really grew the on me sway. a lot. Sway. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like the music a lot on it. Um, her, you know, her voice when she sings super quiet is definitely not my favorite, but the music is so good on this way that I had to give it to him. But it's my second, sorry, go it, ahead. It's, it sounds like it's one of the more like synth heavy songs on the record. Yeah, for sure. Because there's so little going on. Right. Yeah. And I, but I love the really simple again, reminds me of the nineties that the high guitar, bling, 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 bling very reverby and kind of like spacey and everything. That's a very spacey song. I think the sway is a perfect name for it. Cause it kind of makes my body sway as I listen to it. <laughs> right. But I had to go with the other snotty bratty song on this record. And it's Joni LA's number one health God. Really? I love that song, man. I love that super super simple riff. You are. Like it's so annoying. I mean, and I love how how sarcastic and asshole-ish the lyrics are. They're they're so fucking perfect. This this was the song where the bratty vocals were kind of kind of getting to me. I think that was the one that when I was listening to it, Christina called it out. She was like, "Yeah, I would like this a lot more if it wasn't so annoying." And I think the annoyingness uh, adds so much to it for me. <laughs> I, and and the, the lyrics are so weird. I don't know who she's talking about, but like, Joni has a black jean jacket. Joni's in the first band. Joni has a cool <laughs> hand. Joni knows the problems. It's systematic. It's just, it's, and I, yeah, and I love it. It's like, you wish you were her. Uh, I bet she never looks your way. I bet she never looks your way. I bet she never cared about you. And you, like, it's just, it's such a great, song about you're obsessed with someone who probably doesn't even know you fucking exist you know and i think that's kind of why it feels like a very finger pointing like ha 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 laughing in someone's face because it's like (laughs) you're such a fucking idiot you're obsessed with this Joni 
girl and you're you're probably trying to imitate her and be like her and she's right. never even heard of you. I bet she's never even looked at you. You know? And just calling someone out for being such a starstruck idiot. Just so mean. It's so mean and assholeish and douchey and and I love it. And it's very the music is very bratty and snotty and it's so perfect to have that main riff for this song that now 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 is almost just like even that gives me the feeling of someone pointing and laughing at you, you know. <laughs> and then it's there's so abrasive. The, there's uh, that one like weird like where they change the whole EQ of the song for a little bit, and it sounds like a little more country or something. It's, yeah, it turns into like a rockabilly. Yeah, thing. like an old like sheriff show or something. <laughs> and then yeah, that, or like a chase scene in like Dukes of Hazard or something. Yeah, and then that like goes into this weird like deconstructed we like chaotic the drums are kind of doing whatever slow I think there's a trumpet in there yeah and then it just something? goes you know just right back into <laughs> i bet she never looks your way so fun and uh i think a reason why i gravitate towards songs like these is because i don't want to be someone like that where I feel like I'm laughing at someone or being a snot or being a brat. You want someone else to do it for you. I want someone else to do it for me so I can like live vicariously through them. And that's what, right. that's what pool hopping does. That's what Joni does. That's what uh, cheap shoes does to a certain extent, you know, and, and oh, oh, oh does for me. And, and I get to kind of like get that release a little bit. And, you know, in my head, I'm just like, yeah, fuck you. I'm a punk. <laughs> yeah, fuck you. I'm going to fucking yeah, put a, fuck I'm going to put a thumbtack in your chair, teacher. Or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to serve you a weed brownie without you knowing or something and, <laughs> and fuck up your day. I don't I don't ever want to be that guy, but uh man, I love watching people do it. But you like to be around that that guy. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking throw myself off of a shopping cart, but I'll watch the jackass guys do it. <laughs> right. You know? And that's what these songs are to me. Uh, uh so man, what are you thinking for your your rating of this album? Oh man, you know, if it was just the my choice nugs and the honorable mentions, this would probably get a solid eight for me, like an eight something. Um, but there were some songs that I just Protector really just didn't grab me. Um, toasting, you know, even though it's 37 seconds, I was just, I just thought it was such a it was kind of pointless. Uh, you know, it, it, there was a lot of moments. There's a few, not a lot, but there was a few moments like that throughout the record. But I really do. I love pool hopping and UVVP and Joni and cheap shoes and kickflip is, I know is, has really grown on me a lot. I feel like that's, that's a big thing with this album. I think it's going to grow on me the more I listen to it because I am going to keep listening to this. Right. But I would give it, it's a bummer, man, but I'm going to give it like a, like a 6.8. Really? Yeah, I really wanted to go higher. Honestly, when I heard pool hopping, I was like, this is going to be a hard eight. It might grow into a nine while we talk about it. And then the more I listened to the album, it, it was not what I expected, but the what I liked on it, I liked a lot. So it's it's it just can't go up there, man. I wonder if I keep listening to it, if it'll end up being in an eight range. I mean, it's, it, it's kind of hard to discern a rating because it's kind of 
all over the place, but really not so chaotic. Yeah, and I feel like the end, the second half of the record feels like it drops off a bit too. For me. I mean, it's got... I mean, the only songs you don't, the only song you don't like is uh, Protector, right? And then, like, Toasting is kind of like, okay, why was that there? I guess but Growth, like, like, Growth isn't really, I'm not going to listen like to growth? it again. Nah. I thought it was a, a good closer, like a classic closer, really slow and quiet, and her voice, her, her quiet voice works on it. But I'm not going to listen to it again. I'm probably going to listen to maybe... Out of the 12 songs on this record, I'll probably listen to eight of them again. You know what I mean? Well, sure. <laughs> well, I, I'm i I'm going to be just a tiny bit higher than you. Okay. Which is weird. <laughs> uh, I didn't know what to expect going into this. But, yeah, I don't think there are many... I don't think there are any bad songs. I think Protector is a little bland but i think it also has its place i think growth is a great way to end the album i think it's a great really somber it's just her vocals and an acoustic guitar Mm -hmm. and she's very you know it's probably one of the more personal songs and Uh, very well produced yeah and you know this this whole thing is a well-produced record and just finding out that this is basically a one-person band you know, it's yeah. kind of crazy. Uh, so, so many catchy songs, so many just things. I'm, I'm probably going to keep listening to this record as well. Uh, with that said, I, I was kind of expecting more pool hopping. Yes. You know, I want and more so it's gum. like, uh, it sucks to, it sucks to say that cause I don't know. But but that's just what I expected. It's we we know how important it is to set up an album, set up expectations from the from you know song number one, and they didn't do that properly on this record, yeah. and I think that deserves a bit of a ding, you know. Yeah, and you know if it's not gonna do that, then maybe I'd prefer to go into more of a rock uh, type of thing, like kind of like be your own pet. Uh, if you've ever heard of them, I haven't. But you know, it is what it is. It grew on me the more times I listen to it. Uh, I'll probably listen to it a couple more times. It it probably won't be in regular rotation, but whenever I just need like a, a little pick me up, <laughs> and then a little let down. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> if you want to feel uh either sad or happy every four minutes this is a great album for you yeah uh definitely looking out for these guys next project uh i'm gonna go with a seven on this one oh so just barely above what i was giving it yeah 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 yeah. i think uh you know I'm, i'm i'm slightly disappointed despite how much i liked what i liked it was just not what i expected uh and yeah i'm i'm a little bummed to be honest I wanted I wanted so much more pool hopping and I didn't get it and now I don't know where to go for it. <laughs> I'm lost. Oh, I don't want to listen to Charlie Bliss. I can't stand that girl's voice. <laughs> it drives me insane. She sounds like a fucking uh, Bratz doll. You could just listen to B-52s and speed it up a little bit. That's a great idea, actually. 
you know, put it on 1.25 or something. Do you ever chop and you ever listen to Chopped and Screwed? Uh, the, the total opposite of what we're talking about. I guess not. Is that by B52s? <laughs> no. Chopped and Screwed is slowed down rap music. Or they slow it down where it's thrown. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never heard it referred to like that. But it's, yeah. I think it originated in Houston. Um, like Mike Watts and DJ Screw. But I used to uh, chop and screw my own like songs on my own. So I used to, I, I would slow down like Incubus songs to like 80% speed. <laughs> and it's so cool, man. If you, if you take a song that has 10 different things going on at once and you slow it down by like 15%, all those things stand out so much more. And you're able to like hear, like pick them apart a lot easier. Like Radiohead is amazing. Slowed down. So I would love to take. <laughs> I something can't imagine slow. listening to Radiohead any slower than they already are, buddy. I I don't know how I listen to Karma Police like slowed down by fifteen percent, but being really high helps. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, maybe I'll try it out when I'm in Seattle. Hey, it's gonna be legal then. Do you think you're gonna uh, indulge when you get there? I'll probably buy a bag and be good for like half a year. Right. Like I, I think. I really, uh, I think edibles might be your thing. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll just have to see when I'm up there. Because I've mean, living in Texas my whole life, I've never had weed, so I really couldn't tell you how it is. I don't even think you can get it in Texas. No, no. I mean, <laughs> like I just like find someone in an alley, like a dealer or uh, something you know on what? Snapchat. Like, Ask a cop. Just go to a cop and go, hey, where? Does anyone sell weed here? You know, better yet, I could just ask the cop, like, hey, have you picked up anything? I'll, like, pay to take it off your hands. Yeah, you got anything on you? Uh, I saw a news story the other day. uh, A cop fucking confiscated someone's, uh, like, vape pen and took a massive rip in their cruiser of it. And supposedly he didn't know that it was a THC vape pen. So he fucking took it. He took it thinking it was a nicotine one, right? And then because nicotine vapes are are illegal and you can take them from people, right? Right. And then he takes a massive rip and freaked out. Yeah. Well, he deserved it. I love those stories. Like when that cop made uh, weed brownies out of this weed that he confiscated from some kid, and then he calls nine one one saying that him and his wife uh, are overdosing on marijuana. There's a that's a great. I usually hate listening to those 911 recordings. <laughs> that one I love. <laughs> oh man. Well, maybe they shouldn't uh stick their nose in in anything that they're you know, yeah. maybe uh taking things cuz they're illegal. Maybe you shouldn't take them. Yeah, maybe you should stop harassing people. It's like whenever you know the whenever the cops went on strike in New York and the result was less crime and fewer people getting put in jail. Uh you know, maybe there's a reason why there's less crime when cops aren't on the street because they're just constantly harassing and fucking with people and maybe, riling them up. Maybe, you know what? I just thought of this. Maybe cops don't actually do anything useful. Maybe they, they don't do anything that, that people think they do, which is like stopping crimes, uh, you know, and catching perpetrators. Maybe they just pull people over for speeding tickets and confiscate yeah. uh, stuff, whatever they want. Yeah, they harass people, and uh, but that's the thing is like those are all the shit cops. I fully believe that there are really good cops out there, fully. Like I, I don't think that all you know, a cab is definitely a thing because if there's good cops out there that aren't 
ratting out the bad cops, then they're they're bad cops too. You know, but I truly do think that there are some police out there that like take the oath and really believe in and protecting people. Well, I think that may be true at first, but much like a politician, yeah, I'm sure every politician goes in hoping to make life better for everyone, and then they all get corrupt. It's and then just money what gets the involved, is. dude. It's, it, that's what happens to up. police. Yeah. Well, I can't wait for money to ruin us and this podcast. Oh, dude. Ugh. To where we only talk when we have to record and we don't even look at each other on the screen anymore. Like, we we turn the video off for Skype. Yeah. Just like, ugh, I gotta talk to this fuck oh, for the next God. hour. I'd rather be swimming in my fucking gold coin pool. <laughs> yeah, I had a Scrooge McDuck afternoon planned and I can't do it with this. Oh, wait, is that Scrooge McDuck? Yeah, it's Scrooge. Scrooge is the one that has all the money? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's like I, uh, Scottish for some reason. Right. I'd rather be Darkwing Duck, really. Who, who are we kidding here? Yeah, that's the one that has a cape. Yeah, it's the Batman Duck. Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't you rather be Batman? I'd rather be Batman because I'm also rich. And then I get to fight crime. Yeah. I get to go fucking harass people. That's all That's all I've yeah, ever wanted right. to do. And, and I don't even need a badge <laughs> to do it. This is silly, but it's like, it is funny how Batman has all this money, and instead of, like, using it for, like, good causes and stuff, he just goes out and punches villains. <laughs> well, he's he spent some money. He went and learned how to how to throw a punch. Right. Uh, got some dope-ass gear. Uh-huh. Looks, looks fucking sick. And that wasn't cheap. No, it wasn't. I mean, he had to take vocal lessons. He had to get... To do cut. all the... <laughs> right, to do that. me! You know, type of shit. Oh, dude the new batman movie coming out i'm so excited i uh, dude i have no idea what to what to think dude robert pattinson has gone a long way since twilight i i think the best thing that'll come out of this entire movie is probably the the batman calzone at little caesars oh. <laughs> <laughs> you're like if anything at least i get a specialty calzone thanks to this brand <laughs> or this movie <laughs> like i know all the Twilight actors were actually pretty good actors, so I believe that he's going to give a good performance. But how many times can we do the Batman story? How many times can we do this story? Yeah, I'm here for it, man. Don't well, don't ruin this for me. Yeah, well, maybe I will. Just go get a calzone and, you know. You know what? Maybe I will. Yeah, take a calzone and a, and a nap and tell me how you feel after that. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the podcast. Why don't you uh, treat yourself with a little Batman calzone and a nap yourself? Yeah, put it, you know, charge it to the game. Uh, let us know what you thought about this album. Illuminati Hotties, I think, are on their way up, man, and they're getting super popular. So if you guys have heard this album, let us know what you guys think because we could be way off for all we know. We don't know what, <laughs> we don't know what we're talking about. We're not getting paid uh, for this. I'm not trying. I actually am an expert. So okay. I do know what I'm talking about. Guy gets about. a haircut all of a sudden he's a fucking expert. <laughs> Tell us what you thought, man. We have an Instagram, EVP cast, John Luke Guitard, Brett Hanrahan. We have a YouTube. You can find us on Podbean. That's technically the official website. Technically. Um, yeah, and uh, I don't know what we're listening to next week, Brett. What are we listening to next week? Is it my choice? I think it's your choice, guy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out but yes thanks for listening buds um, give us a follow a comment tell your friends about EBP cast let, let everyone know that this thing exists um, Brett I you know I good 
And cheap shoes. Cause you wear them through. Cause the show was good. This was good. This was good. Yes. Bye, buddy. Bye, all. Three, two, one.